These are some of the major stories which made the news this week in The Hunter. Emergency services were inundated with calls for help as heavy rain caused severe flash flooding across Newcastle, Lake Macquarie and Port Stephens over the weekend. Despite Hunter Health officials warning us not to travel to Sydney, there was concern about some local apprentices still being forced to travel to the city for TAFE. A Charlestown man was issued a $1,000 fine for allegedly breaching COVID-19 restrictions. Structural engineers were brought in to assess the integrity of a two-storey building in Newcastle West, which was destroyed by fire. Crews arrived at the Romani's Rug Gallery in Parry Street at about 11.30 on Sunday night to find the two-storey brick building well alight. There were concerns the front of the building would collapse onto the road, with works undertook to prop up the structure. Lake Macquarie Council adopted a program which will see on-street parking outside, restaurants and cafes, instead be used for outdoor dining. The program will allow hospitality businesses to use their parking spaces for dining areas if 75% of businesses along the same commercial strip agree to the idea. Councillor Brian Adamthwaite says businesses will also be allowed to apply to use council-owned community land to operate food trucks free of charge. The University of Newcastle is set to become the first in Australia to offer a degree in climate change. The Bachelor of Climate Science and Adaptation will be a three-year course to be offered from next year. It will allow students to take up jobs in the natural and physical science industries, which is expected to see growth of up to 12% by 2024. The degree program will also allow the university to conduct more climate research. The Newcastle Domestic Violence Committee called on government to provide more training for police to respond to domestic violence cases. The committee lodged a submission also calling on the government to increase the number of domestic violence liaison officers in Newcastle and Lake Macquarie from 8 to 12. Submission author Megan Jenkins said the changes would mean abuse survivors felt safer in local courts. A fire damaged the Australia Post shop at Wallsend Village and Newcastle councillors voted to allow community consultation on renaming the Captain James Cook Memorial Fountain in Civic Park. They supported a motion to develop a culturally appropriate policy concerning the renaming of council-owned buildings and reaffirmed a commitment to meaningful reconciliation. Council said some names on its community buildings and city assets may no longer meet community expectations and have the potential to cause distress. The University of Newcastle was set to undergo a significant restructure to deal with the economic fallout of the COVID-19 pandemic. Earlier this year, the university estimated the pandemic would result in the loss of $58 million worth of revenue this year. Changes include combining five faculties into three and staff will be required to take an additional 10 days leave next year. The university will also offer an early retirement scheme as an option for staff over the age of 60. Port Stephens residents had a big win in their campaign to have the speed limit on a notorious stretch of road reduced. Already this year, one man has been killed and five people injured in the two serious crashes in the 90-kilometre speed zone where Tomago Road and Cabbage Street Road meet at Tomago. RMS data compiled last year showed both roads were significantly more dangerous than similar roads with 90-kilometre speed zones in regional New South Wales. A community campaign led by Port Stephens MP Kate Washington had been successful in having the speed limit reduced to 80 kilometres per hour. Less than a year after the state government took control of the former Pasminko smelter site at Cockle Creek, Property Minister Melinda Pavey announced a major development. The land has been sold to American retail giant Costco and residential developer Green Capital Group. Costco's store will be the first outside Sydney, while Green Capital Group will subdivide its lot for a residential development. If approved, Melinda Pavey says the two projects were expected to inject $300 million into the economy and create hundreds of jobs. 
Police made a breakthrough in their investigation into a violent home invasion at Hawksnest last month with the arrest of two men. It's alleged a 78-year-old man was confronted by three men when he opened his door to his Boona Street home around 10.30pm on Monday, June 30th and was stabbed in the abdomen as they pushed past. Police said the group then headed upstairs where a 53-year-old man was stabbed in the back and neck. Officers went to an address in Gosford and arrested two men aged 22 and 46. It's alleged a number of knives and a homemade shotgun with ammunition were found along with a quantity of drugs. Both men were refused bail to affront Gosford local court. And in sport, Knights coach Adam O'Brien had put his players on notice ahead of their match against the Storm at Sunshine Coast Stadium on Sunday. O'Brien warned players who underperformed that weekend risk losing their position in the squad.